Welcome to On The Mic. We're here with Raja Murad Khan. He is the founder and CEO of Carfurks. Thank you for being here. How are you? Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having us. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, having me. I'm doing very well. Great. It's a pleasure to have you here. Longside me is my co-host. We're talking big business today here on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to the CEO and founder of one of the largest used uh, trading car platforms in Pakistan, Carfirst. I think we're going to get into a lot of uh, the, the history of Carfirst and the story. Omar Fassi being the resident car expert of on the mic. I'm going to let you take the charge for this, buddy. I am just for the context of this podcast. I think this is going to make it a very interesting discussion as well. This guy knows most things about cars. I know nothing about cars. When I say I'm the most layman, layman, I call uh, Corollas, Yaris's, I call Cities, Civics. I once called a CRZ of Swift, so mera to koi scene nahi hai. So this guy is gonna really help you through that. But Murabi, thank you so much for taking the time. First and foremost, most important question: nothing car related. It's just more about you. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And how's everything right now with car first? Good things are good with car first. I mean, um, can't complain. Um, we've had a you know reasonable run um, over the last few months. Um, it's been a tough economy, you know. So we've been hearing some um, very difficult news about a lot of organizations and companies. Uh, unfortunately, a lot hasn't panned out for a lot of people and a lot of organizations in the last uh, few months. Uh, so, you know, the comparison, I think we're doing all right. Um, you know, I think we have a good base and a good foundation. Um, at a personal level, I think uh, still enjoying it, you know, still having a great time. You know, I, I look forward to being at work every day. And uh, I think that's what's uh, really important. I sure as hell hope that my team also looks forward to being there every morning. At least they swear by it in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> That's just how it is. That's, that's just how it is. I think there's a big difference between someone who's like... Uh, you know, uh, worker and uh, like employer, always different. Like, you know, if you're working for someone, it's always going to be different. But I'm sure like the culture at Car First is one that, you know, really keeps everyone motivated to keep working. And how would you describe the culture at your workspace? I mean, so we like to keep it somewhat relaxed. So the team, I do, uh, you know, think that a lot of the people, and this is probably um, an important part of our success, that, you know, a lot of the teams, uh, a lot of the people who work with us, and the vast majority of them, I sincerely believe, take a lot of ownership and they really own the uh, own the company. And, um, you know, they're really, um, really into it and they, um, you know, kind of work very hard. Um, we have a great time working together. We work in a lot of teams, a lot of cross-functional teams. Um, we do put in the hours, you know, we do go through the grind every so often and, you know, really uh, uh, struggle uh, when we have to. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I see I see it as a, as, a, as a great culture for, you know, the organization. I think it's pretty healthy. Your marketing team must have a lot of fun at Carforce as well, especially with all the programs I get to do. Um, the marketing team, yes. I mean, um, it does seem like they have the more fun, um, you know, the most fun working at Car First. Our entire marketing team is based out of Karachi, you know, so they're kind of a little further away from uh, many of the other peeps. Um, you know, they've got their own little uh, pad where they're always at it and there's always something, there's a lot of energy in that, uh, you know, uh, part of the, the, the company. There's a lot happening. Everything is, you know, changing very quickly. They do a lot of new things. Um, I, uh, you know, like they have a lot of freedom to, to do, and we're very open to, you know, uh, newer ideas. We love giving it a shot. Um, uh, you know, somebody will come up with the most random or the you know craziest idea. We'll probably be the ones to, you know, be like, Hey, you know, if it's, it sounds cool, if it's kosher, let's, let's go with it. Let's give it a shot. 
what what was that point where um, for you personally where you decided that uh, not only like were you going to start car first but uh, what was the inspiration behind wanting to start a, a business based around cars or the automotive industry in general like uh, was it a a flash of like an inspiration ke, oh this is what i want to do or did you always kind of know ke yaar isi ke kareeb rehna but you know what was the circumstances surrounding you wanting to start car first like what was the story of car first yeah i mean that's pretty um you know that's uh, you know i can't say that there was any one uh, you know life changing moment in which i one day woke up and said ke maine gaadiyon ka kaam karna hai ya maine you know ye karna hai or whatever so in my case my family has always been um, you know very encouraging of uh, you know doing business um, i do come from a family of business people businessmen and business women um all my sisters work my mother was a business woman my grandmother used to be a business woman both my grandmothers actually and my both my grandparents as well have done business um so there's always been that encouragement through school through college um you know it was always um uh, you know i was always taught that you know give it a shot at some point you know you should always um uh you know before it's it's too late you know um I, i i was working for rocket internet i was running um you know tech automotive tech side of business for them called carmoody and uh, you know that was a that was a business that was um, interesting however rocket wasn't very um you know committed to pakistan at the time um their focus was other markets and you know certain other uh, geographies however the model of carfirst was actually piloted at rocket and we gave it a shot and i thought it was pretty cool however they didn't uh, you know um, really want to continue with it in pakistan and uh, you know that was kind of a time where um, you know that thing of now or never came and i was like you know give it a shot it sounds sounds pretty cool and um, you know when i was planning it out and uh, scheming um you know a friend of mine abroad kind of reached out and or i actually reached out and he kind of you know encouraged me to you know go for it and you know that i'll be able to secure some investments and we were very early uh in terms of raising capital uh because it's a very high capital sort of a business that we have we need a lot of money um especially in the early days um to really get the ball rolling and um yeah so that's where we essentially started we started um, you know towards the end of 2016 um just a few months in we secured our first round of um, funding it was one of the larger rounds in pakistan at the time it was um, you know now i mean if i look back and compare it to some of the rounds in the country right now it was quite a mickey mouse round i'd say but uh, you know i think it's what we needed and um what was great for us um where i was lucky was that you know a lot of um, you know the people who were working at rocket um, who are who had been working at rocket and i'd worked with a lot of them moved in with me eventually and you know these are you know those are the people who kind of um, formed the foundation at car first so you know i was very lucky to get a bunch of great people who really own it with me and who you know put in you know um, more effort if you know if not as much as me you know over the years at uh, car first uh, we got our name about 6 or 7 months after we started well about 3 or 4 months what was it what was it called yeah. um our company this called to, our company we didn't have a name wow you know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we were just figuring it out but uh, like we went the, through we went to some iterations we yeah. went to some uh, uh trademark questions whether can we do this can we not do this we had to change the name in between as well did you secure funding before getting the name car first 
uh i got it at about the same time okay. but um yeah like um, our company is like jab bachcha hote hain you don't know what to call it you don't know, know, know what to call it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like we weren't even sure of the gender though <laughs> <laughs> in this case ki ye kya bande they decide for themselves yeah. it actually We, sounds like an elon musk company and <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, it 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 really really couldn't be uh, compared there but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's 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 a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah. I, i'm glad we have someone from the business side for once who's actually um, saying something like because we've had people on who sit here and they compare themselves to like um, eminem yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah literally like i'm not even kidding like but yeah uh, anyway go on yeah yeah so um yeah i mean it, it was it was you know we got our name we finally got a website um you know i remember that was a that was a big celebration when we finally had a live website um if you ask me whether you know i'd really pre-planned what we're going to do or really had a set business model um i don't think so i mean it was probably just a thought that this sounds pretty cool you know this is an area where you know there could be some intervention we could do something um we just we just ran with it and our business models changed uh, many times over it keeps changing uh i'm probably the bane of uh, in uh, you know my finance team's existence because you know they're like budgeting and planning and forecasting all day all year and i just uh, jump into office with a eureka moment every few days and i'm like let's change everything <laughs> yeah and, you know, <laughs> this is impressive of... that you secured funding early on 2016 cuz abhi boom i and 2021 2020 when there's like loads yeah. of funding happening yeah, yeah, we yeah. saw companies with millions and millions so you got it much more early on as well Yeah, we did. We did get it much earlier. We uh, also never disclosed our financial rounds, and oh, okay. we uh, like to not disclose our financial information. It's uh, just a very personal, you know, thought. My finance, my my marketing team or my PR team is always on my case. <laughs> why don't we talk about it? Yeah, it just I think uh, in our case, uh, I've always felt that it's going to take my team's focus away from you yeah. know the core operations and the core side of the business, right. and you know, kind of. uh look at it as you know what we're working for in a success and you know i've never seen that as the benchmark for the success of yeah. a company you know uh funding is a tool to get there Mm-hmm. It's not uh, an end goal yeah. the way I look at it. For sure, it is definitely like a LinkedIn flex nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like you know, that. it's like it's like a, it's like a great PR moment to yeah. Yeah. you know get your picture flashed and have you yeah. know millions of dollars and lots of zeros oh, flashed. Yeah. And what was the plan once you got funding for the company? So like, I mean, the plan at that time was really to uh, so you know for the earliest rounds. Um, it was really to come up with a plan because you know um, the investors were like, hey, you know, you're really onto something. it does seem like you know you're on an interesting trajectory it's of course automotive you're trading cars but there's a lot of avenues you can take um you know whether we were going to sell to dealerships or end consumers or uh, not buy cars and instead facilitate a sale um you know those were the questions earlier on uh, how we're going to get there you know like for example now what we do what um, you know what is what is like you know the way we sell our cars online we pretty much sell a car before we buy it um uh, getting there was really the the interesting part and it took us a um, couple of years to really figure that out uh that said that you know we had a very good we had set up a very good foundation where we you know kind of expanded to Karachi Lahore and Islamabad um fairly soon in our um, you know thing so i mean i think we started Lahore within a month we landed Karachi and i think uh, within the first quarter we were in Islamabad as well uh then we kind of you know held our ground we really focused on all of these cities uh until we you know kind of really expanded to what we call tier b markets which are the multans and the faisalabads and 
you know hyderabad and you know these kind of places so business business you know kind of grew we have our systems and processes in place we uh, you know really understood what what this is about and our business really evolved to selling to car dealerships um where we buy a, where we you know while a person gets a car inspected we're already working to sell the car and by the time we bought it in most cases we've already sold it and uh, we're pivoting again where we now have refurbishment facilities for cars so we kind of buy them and you know for ourselves and we fix them up and then make them available for dealers and eventually we're going to make that pivot to selling directly to consumers or increase the amount of volume for you know consumers uh, so when you're starting this and even now like 6 years and when you're still operating on a day to day basis on a large scale uh would you look at pakistan as a market that understands cars or understands the car business so to speak because i feel like it might be or again to someone who's like a layman in my case i feel like everyone else but me knows when they what they're talking about when they're talking about cars especially in pakistan or at least people like to think they know so like when you were getting into this was this market for you like okay i can i can just put up a website people are going to know exactly what to do they're going to know where to go they're going to know how to sell a car where or did were there any hurdles with regards to like actually working around this market's awareness information towards cars no we've had to work a lot towards awareness um you're absolutely right a lot of people do know a lot and um, a lot of people do like to think they know a lot <laughs> you know um there was a lot of discouragement you know from a lot of uh, social circles of people who knew about the business uh where they didn't really uh, you know believe in the business model they didn't really believe that we could really have a successful business um you know we did uh, we did a le- we did learn a fair bit from a lot of these people i mean we did make our fair share of mistakes we had a lot of people uh, come to us and say that they told us so um but uh, you know eventually um it's also it's also about really um um having it in you to kind of really you know you know just just uh, just just push in with force and uh, really stick hold your ground to you know get the market to understand um it took a fair bit of time uh, especially in certain markets and um, karachi for example took longer to understand but you know when you know people got the thing it really shot up it's it's our biggest market now we've right. got massive operations over there wow and uh, so how tough is it for you to within like a couple of years like you said you expanded to lahore uh, sorry you started lahore you expanded to karachi islam and the dairy markets how difficult was it to start you know branching out and having different uh you know uh different presence in different markets across like cities what, what was that experience like just having to like set up between lahore and karachi the kind of communication the kind of work that would flow like was that a challenge that you had to face um so again um you know coming back to um you know speaking about my team a lot of people you know who moved in with me and you know a lot of people who you know uh, moved around the country for um you know setting up our operations i think that softened the blows and the you know hardships of um, you know working remotely however um, we do have a very young team the energy levels are great and uh, people are very mobile you know we're always on the move um i think the teams are generally very tech savvy to be able to you know kind of commute or connect on a ready basis on a regular basis um however you know from a systems a processes a controls a risk uh, you know all of that yada yada you know all of that point of view it's uh, it gets complicated you know because the scale that we have in karachi or lahore for example isn't available in some of the tier b markets so you know we kind of have to have slightly different more cost effective structures and operate a little differently 
you know that kind of um, you know in the earlier days did give us a few sleepless nights because um, uh, you know on, on on the fact that we were investing large sums of money in some of these towns and cities and uh, um, eventually you know you got to answer to your board and your investors on how you've uh, spent the money and you know the quality of the decisions that have been made but i think uh, by and large most of the cities we did very well and you know some of them of course we haven't been able to crack some of them were still trying um and that 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 goes on right i mean that's always going to go on sort of a thing yeah for sure um so you guys have been uh, obviously like we discussed earlier as well omar mentioned your marketing team guys have like the most fun in these things uh, you guys have been pretty active like recently uh, getting a lot of things on board uh, especially that review series with arigul peer uh what was that like and and where, where did the idea come for cuz i know he already does a lot of like funny <laughs> skits and such but where did the idea come in for alikul peer to come in so so it's um, you know we had planned um and and you know like a lot of our customers had wanted us to do reviews and there was definitely demand out there there's some um, very very good influencers out there who also you know do something however um carfirst is a very um you know they were very transaction focused and our you know core focus is uh you know the the everyday car that people drive so you know we trade we 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 trade a lot of suzukis and toyotas and cultuses and you know the honda civics and uh you know the 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 usual car so you know the fancy uh, german cars and all the not really what were focused on uh we wanted to do this review series you know based on what customers ask for us to really answer the questions and then we wanted to add some humor to it and uh you know i like to take a lot more of the credit than is given to me for um, you know the idea of this review series um but um the the general um having ali gulpeer on board so ali gulpeer did our first tvc and our first radio ad and those were hugely successful and then after a year year and a half or a couple of years actually we kind of uh, got him back for this and um, the interesting story there was that we had this all planned out and you know we had the people in place and there was an internal team thing where we decided nobody's going to be there and ali gulpeer ali gulpeer was really you know a very late thought that my head of marketing and i you know generally had that you know let's let's get this guy on board because he's really going to add the 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 humor to all of it and we wanted to push in that humor and we wanted people to enjoy it and that's really what we got out of it and uh, i think he you know the the first thing that i told ali was that you know i need you to be yourself i don't want you to follow a detailed script you know he these are five or six points that you know you need to cover this is you know this car but just just be yourself and do it uh, and i think he also really enjoyed it that way and uh, you know kind of i think he's done a fantastic job and that's something that we've always been um, very open with because uh, you know when we had our entire uh, uh, the first television ad that we made some years ago is very early about it's been about 4 years or 3 years that we you know went on tv for the first time um you know we had our entire team of directors or whatever you know everybody who was involved and ali gulpeer and the you know the artists and they had planned it out and made the music and done everything and when they got onto set you know they made com- something completely different yeah. and um, you know we we took the shot at rolling it out and i think it did phenomenally well for us and it really put us in a very different league than you know we uh, were before that and aligo pe just one part of your marketing that you've done really well like mmp ka jo like basic carpool karaoke style aapne banaya hai show i think like your marketing has hit the nail the fact that bucks on the car tubers that are come 
so you guys have almost a youtube channel almost like a cartuber channel as well we've got yeah we like to i mean see the thing is that we were, we always want to do you know of course we want to do a lot of different things we want to kind of give a different side of things at all times um um momnas mix plate um, or momna herself you know she has a very uh, different audience than you know ali gulpi for example or what we have and you know it kind of uh, brought us to that particular um, audience and uh, you know kind of uh, you know humanized uh, cars you know yeah you've had some thing. of the same guests we've had on <laughs> like yeah. if it's not previous others been on there he's been on the mic as well but that's something i thought was really interesting as well but in terms of like current situation like just like when cars increase in prices and things around like how did car first adapt to that type of change just the petrol prices right now previously. everything everything's on the rise <laughs> yeah right now. everything right yeah <laughs> but specifically it's hit the automobile industry the hardest now as well it it has right but see the thing the thing uh, you know when you go into the industry in general is that you know it's like the the pakistan automobile industry has always been and still is you know short of supply there's a lot more demand for cars and there's still a very long way to go before that can be um you know covered and hence i do think that you know cars are still selling cars are going to continue to sell for some time you know i don't think we've reached a peak on where you know consumers are going to start walking away in our case where the aftermarket right i mean where we're dealing in um, in used cars you know when um, people sell them when they need to sell them or when they want to change uh in our case when the economy die uh, you know kind of goes down car prices you know or used car prices kind of go down as well but people still need to trade right people will sell st- sell people will buy uh so we're kind of to 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 quite an extent uh, shielded from economic downfalls or uh, economic uh, you know worries or recessions um however the the you know some some of the changes that we do see is in the in the you know consumer patterns of what they're buying and what they're looking to sell and uh what type of cars are depreciating more or what car, kind of cars are depreciating less um at this point with the current fuel prices it's all about buying um, you know buying economy it's 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 buying um, you know the hybrids or the smaller engines and saving on fuel and um, you know the there's less demand for the more ex- uh, expensive newer bigger engine bigger cars um that said there is still demand it's not a case where there isn't any demand but uh, we see a gradual shift in certain patterns and we've seen that at all times the other thing that we see um, and we've been seeing of course since forever but more so now than before is a gradual increase in the average selling price um, of a car uh because you know that's an important uh, number that we've always seen on what the average price of a car that we trade from the entire bucket of ours and that's been you know going up uh, pretty steadily and a bit sharper now than yeah. before uh so what is for you as a person who again deals in business in pakistan how would you say or how would you describe the ease of business and i and i mean like everything that that includes uh the the relationship that the government might have with its businesses so i mean like from taxation uh till any other kind of things that that are involved in how your government involved with your business specifically like without getting too political at all to be honest. i don't want us to get political at <laughs> no, all. no i'm i'm uh, this is a safe will, space for all politics <laughs> you know what i mean like, i would like to now. stay very yeah. apolitical here as no, well no. We are, we are uh, look we've had <laughs> our fair uh, share of run-ins um you know uh, we've had a fair share of disagreements um we do have um 
a lot of um, you know a lot of areas where we think that business could be uh, the facilitation for business from the government could be a lot easier um we you know of course um, you know you 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 always have to think of you know a uh, number of sides to each story um it it has its challenges you know when you're foreign funded or you've got foreign investors and the money has to come from abroad there's a lot more check there's a lot more question uh there's a lot more documentation that you have to do around it and statutory filings and so on and so forth um you know when i when i started car first we of course never knew how uh, we're going to scale up and a lot of it was uh, really learning on the job well pretty much all of it was learning on the job to be honest uh, little did we know the you know kind of uh, questions that they're going to ask or the kind of papers they're going to have you know we're going to have to fill in um it uh, it 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 required a lot of man hours a lot of effort a lot of thinking uh, a lot of begging and pleading you know um but um, you know it kind of fell into place um once once uh, we got our house in order it's it's been uh, easier ever since uh, we do stay connected with a lot of government authorities uh, we do have a lot of dis- uh, discussions over the policy side of things with them uh they do ask for our opinions um and 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 they always have and they still do and um you know uh that said i mean of course there's always you know as a business person i'm always going to say that there's always room to be better and uh, i'm sure the government will always say there's you know that that, that, that they've made it pretty easy but it's always going to be a you know cat and mouse sort of is it hard to monitor like pakistan's like transference of like car key ownership together because that's specific what you deal in Has been easy easy to handle that. It is not easy to handle that. We've got a massive uh, team that kind of you know overlooks and checks every car's paper physically and you know systematically within the you know government departments. It's the excise department. I uh, they they've started in the last uh, uh, few years. You know we've started seeing some improvements on you know towards digitization. um we started seeing some uh, more technology coming into it there's still a long way i feel uh, to go uh, you know a lot of the systems and processes a lot of the ways of doing things are uh, quite dated and i think there's always room to improve um and we only recently got online payments for like token and we got card tax together what we did there ke baad aaye aap about time <laughs> yeah it's about it's it's it's, it's really about time yeah you know seriously we uh, really needed that but that is uh, a, that's a specific like component of your company though of course because you have the promise of like 45 minutes almost like domino's pizza so we do days. we do so so because of <laughs> because of that you know like a lot has to fall in place together like you know uh, the car needs to be you know it, it needs to come into our facility it needs to be inspected that inspection report that is made is an internal document that needs to be verified it has to go through a quality check the car needs to go on an auction uh, the papers need to be checked the customer has to be verified his financial details we have to make sure that um, you know for every car that it's not stolen or there's no serious um, you know uh, legal issues around the ownership can we make a payment to this person can we not make a payment to this person for whatever reason we have to uh, explain to the person uh, to a lot of the people that we can only deal in online transfers or bank instruments and not do cash payments um yeah all of that has to go in a very very short period of time uh, in under an we, hour <laughs> yeah and then we have to kind of pick up the car and uh, you know um make the payment pick up the car transfer it to one of our warehousing facilities then it goes through another check 
to make sure that the first check on the car was correct and then it's made available to be sold. So either it, it's it's already sold and it's handed over to whoever bought it or it goes into to our refurbishment facility and it... So how many people are working in Carfirst? That sounds like a massive team. Carfirst is about 400 people, you know, so we've got a fairly reasonable team. And for yeah. a company that's primarily all like digital. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so digital is, yes, a big part of what we do, but uh, there's a very big operation and a big yeah. brick and mortar. I, like a lot of people uh, would yeah. tend to not realize that. Like I wouldn't think that you would have people who physically go and inspect car papers. I thought like they just scan it. Somebody would just sit there behind a screen and be like, yep, it's all right. So, so, right. so the reality is we actually do both, right? So the initial screening um, is scan people looking at it and then, you know, our people are trained to... Um, you know, kind of also look at them physically and they need to look at them physically as well in, um, you know, a large number of cases. A lot, um, um, you know, people have uh, tried funny things. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Actually, I was just going to get to that. Abhi uh, Minabad, he's about ease of business with you like a couple of questions ago. That's one perspective from the government's perspective, right? Like that's just one idea. Then the other ease of business idea is just people. Like your normal civilians who, in my opinion, by now, my pro professional, unprofessional opinion is that Pakistani people as a whole need therapy collectively. Like we all need some. Have you just have you driven on the streets of Lahore or anywhere for that matter? People drive like there's some kind of uh, I don't know what's going on. Like it's the and the same thing with scamming people where it comes to car sales and stuff like that. And I'm sure you must have had to deal with a lot of people trying to pull some pardon my friend shit and then you having to kind of be like okay no this is not was that also a big part of something that you had to work around like scammers um, and stuff like that in general? we we have and we still do have to work around it there's always uh you know people trying their luck i don't think anybody's uh really uh thankfully gotten through our uh system we've got a very strong uh, you know uh you know uh check uh a number of very strong checks which kind of you know put a put a stop through anything that's uh, doubtful. The thing is that we deal in very large ticket sizes, right? The price of a car is high, as small or as old as a car may be. The price is still very significant. So we have to be very, very sure um, that we're doing it the right way. So, you know, how we cater to that is we train our people a lot. We have a very strong L&D team. Um, we, um, you know, have have a very good, um, you know, HR team, which is, you know, built up a fantastic uh, company or uh, a fantastic bunch of people. Uh, we also, as an organization, don't really do a lot of lateral hiring anymore. So most of the people who join Car First join at a very early part of their career. And we kind of like to, you know, have them come up within the company and you know we just feel that they take a lot more ownership so fresh grads can apply and not just like people with one two year experience <laughs> we, we we prefer fresh grads oh, okay actually. well yeah we like fresh grads coming in has the experience been really good as well it's been very good for us we've we've liked it like you know we've um, got a lot of people who join very early a lot of them you know a few of them don't unfortunately make the mark uh but the ones who do and who you know end up going to the grind we like to um you know toss them around different parts of the country you know, spend some time to be markets, do time in the fields, understand the business. And, you know, that kind of makes them ready for the, you know, the bigger roles around. So, so yeah, we like people to come in with. And yeah. like based around the economics of Pakistan recently, we've seen a trend without taking any names of specific like companies or whatever. We've seen a lot of uh, downsizing. Some companies have had to shut down that have been essentially grant funded. 
uh, or the last couple of years, similar case uh, to yours. But of course, we're not here to draw comparisons. Like, what have you, like, what was your experience during this time where you see uh, other companies who are ground funded, like shutting down? What were the things that you had to kind of do? I know you don't like discussing specific financials, but just <laughs> overall, like, uh, what was that? Was it was it a worrying time for you guys, and how did you guys persevere through that? Look, um, it's, uh, it's, it's just one correction. These aren't grants. These are, uh, you know, equity investments into companies. Uh, where yeah, I, I totally know the difference. Guys. You're talking, <laughs> about, you're talking <laughs> about the recent surge, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but um, look, um, it's, been, it's been tough economic times, not just in Pakistan, but um, around the world. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a very high stress environment. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, things that are wrong in the world right now uh, and you know it doesn't seem to be going north anytime soon so you know it's like it's been it's been south um, and unfortunately Pakistan along with a lot of other issues you know the economy is in um, in a tight situation it's uh, it's something that I'm sure will come out of very soon as well um, but unfortunately a lot of organizations haven't been able to survive for various reasons. I think there were cases where there's flawed business models. There's uh, been the growth has been too aggressive. The you know investments have been too aggressive, um, or you know in some cases they just haven't scaled up as quickly as they should have. Uh, so it's a mix of everything. It's 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 hard to say that you know anybody did anything wrong. I don't think that's really the necessarily the case over here. Um, however, um, you know, I think there's still a lot of room and a lot of opportunity out there and there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, funded companies doing fantastic work. Uh, I know a lot of them. I've, uh, spoken with a lot of them, uh, that, that, that said, you know, um, uh, it's a, it's a time around the world where, you know, you're kind of more focused on efficiencies and fundamentals. And, uh, we've of course picked up on all of that and, you know, just kind of, uh, looking at all our efficiencies and, you know, areas where we can improve and, uh, be a bit, bit better at all points in time, maybe with a sharper eye than we ever did before. Uh, and that's really what's, um, you know, kind of keeping us afloat and keeping us surviving. Um, do you yeah. feel this because like you started off earlier, right? 2016, Abhijah Bhumaya, it's kind of been like pushed a bit too early, maybe on people. No, I don't. I don't think it's uh, it's really that. I do think there's a lot more to do with the general macroeconomic condition. Okay. Deco, um, uh, capital has become really expensive around the world, and it's it's hard to come by, right? So it's 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 now based on a lot more fundamental, um, you know, um, uh, uh, or or let's say it's 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 there, there's a it's 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 becoming tougher to kind of you know pick up and you kind of need to be growing or doing a lot more right than you did before it's a lot less forgiving uh the environment around the world and uh unfortunately a fair few um companies were unable to really uh secure future funding rounds and you know they just um were uh running a lot of um running low on liquidity and that's really been the been the problem i think Ladies and gentlemen, we're back and it's not a lights out segment. Usually when there's technical difficulties, we're here with the different mics or and they say, kabhi bhi light ja sakti. we're really at the whim of um, this country at this point. Uh, but yeah, I was just asking you about your ambition with car first uh, before we were rudely interrupted by the load shedding um, and you know where you see you yourself in this company going in the next six years or moving forward. Like where do you see car first? 
Look, we um, always have a lot of plans, you know, and um, we just need to, you know, given our scale now, need to, of course, think about them a lot more than we had to uh, back in the day. Uh, present, given the, you know, the situation around the world and the economic situation, it's important to also, you know, tread a bit more carefully uh, than we ever did before. And we kind of keep a look at things with a sharper eye, look at our efficiencies. Uh, we want to manage our growth. Uh, we want to keep it very sustainable. Um, of course, the the core ambition, you know, as I as I always say, for the next few years is, um, you know, be an even bigger car company. And then a little bigger after that, um, we want to, you know, as of um, recently, we've set up these refurbishment facilities, which are doing very well for us. And um, we want to kind of um, set up a few more, uh, do a bit more uh, refurbishment on cars. Um, very recently, we've uh, tied up with uh, somebody and we started offering warranty on our cars, which is a fantastic product because uh, it's a product that's generally um, available around the world. And we've had a customized product built and we've worked very hard with a number of um, different uh, local and international um, stakeholders. Uh, to bring warranties to Pakistan and, um, you know, we're launching them in a big way. Um, that's going to take us to, you know, not just selling to dealers, but eventually also selling to end consumers. And uh, a big part of what we want to do is, you know, go direct uh, and sell cars, buy from, a uh, you know, an end consumer, refurbish the car and sell it to another end consumer. It's a it's a big part of our um, you know plans for the future. I have a quick question here: Why haven't there been warranties already in Pakistan, and how does this change the game? I you know um, warranties have to be backed by insurance companies, which have to be backed by reinsurers, and I think um, insurance companies have always been extremely risk averse in uh, Pakistan. So it took a lot of uh, you know poking, prodding and nagging with a bunch of insurance providers in Pakistan to really uh, come out of a comfort zone and really think about this as a as a big segment. And, uh, you know, whenever you start something new um, in an industry, it's going to start off smaller. And, you know, so that kind of takes away a bit of the buy-in for a big organization to kind of put time and effort behind it. Uh, we managed to find a bunch of great partners who were willing to kind of um, go along in the journey. We ourselves were at a scale where, you know, it kind of did uh, get interest from, you know, the various stakeholders because the kind of volumes that we were committing at this time uh, were uh, were out there. So we, we kind of, uh, we figured it out now where we've kind of started the pilot run for it for the last six months or so. And um, it's going great. And I think that's something that we're going to scale up on in the next uh, year or so. Uh, off camera, you were telling us about something really cool, like an apprenticeship program. For yeah, engineers. so uh, we started our, so, so, you know, all the people who inspect cars in Car First, we call them diagnostic engineers. They're actually engineers. Um, they've been through engineering school um, uh, at uh, some at, at whatever uh, focal area within the engineering field. Uh, we bring them in right at the start of their careers and we train them for, I think, two to three months or you know, up to four months at times. Um, they get ready for it and then we kind of put them out there. It's been something fantastic. It's, 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 it's given us fantastic results. Our accuracy with inspections is now upwards of 90, 95%, in fact. And, uh, you know, some uh, amazing, uh, amazing talent that's come up uh, into the organization. A lot of these guys are taking up leadership roles 
And I think what we were talking about was that fancy light and, um, you know, how a bunch of these guys came in. and He's uh, referring to a ring light, by the way, yeah, which yeah, has yeah. fallen it's, multiple it's times. Yeah, <laughs> it falls over multiple times. This poor thing, like, has been subject to that. Or basically, the thing load shedding our podcast and then you told us you actually had a similar conundrum with or situ- similar situation with the re- was it the refurbishment uh, no this wasn't refurbishment this was our core uh, business where right. we have these centers and buy cars and we had to essentially you know kind of um, close down a bit earlier in the past and as a very recent a bunch of them uh, came over and they uh, you know complained about uh, the lack of lighting or the problems with lighting at some of our centers and I had to you know, kind of sit down a whole bunch of the, the, well, mostly the leadership within the organization and explain to them that, you know, you're running a team with 120 engineers. And, uh, you know, you guys are telling me that lighting is a problem for you guys. And, and what kind of engineers? Can you repeat that as well? <laughs> yeah. Cause and so we've got a whole bunch of electrical engineers. We've got chemical engineers. We've got a few civil engineers. We've got uh, automotive engineers, of course. We even have a aeronautical engineer with that's the one that he's got an aer- aeronautical like, engineer <laughs> and i was like i was like you know are you making flying cars <laughs> I, I i actually put it out to them i was like you know i pride myself as running an organization which i would like to believe can one day build a flying car the jets and yeah, yeah. The, jets the first flying car <laughs> not a flying car <laughs> the first one yeah. but yeah I, i'm yeah. excited for that Car and, first, uh, like you the know, first I, company to make a flying car. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, essentially, uh, you know, kind of challenged them to really come up with the solution themselves, and uh, they really did. So they they got one of these uh, a whole bunch of these lights, and uh, you know, the other problem was again power outages and power failures, and um, you know, inspecting a car without electricity, which is of course impossible. So they've kind of, you know, cut them up and hot wired some battery packs onto them and made little mini UPSs themselves. And, <laughs> um, you know, we've rolled this out in Karachi for now and we do inspections till later in the evening in some of our locations. Of course, there's um, a few restrictions on how um, how long we can keep it open, keep the markets open. There's a, I think there's a 9 p.m. lockdown these days or something. So, you know, we have to abide by that, that law. Uh, but yeah. You know, like uh, we've made our own lighting solutions now and, uh, you know, the guys have done pretty well. Uh, we'd hire about, I'd say about 20 or 30 um, diagnostic engineers every uh, uh, every few months. They go through the training routine and a lot of them kind of, you know, come up and join our team. And some of them are fast tracked into leadership roles. We've got a very structured program where we do this. Um, it goes with your methodology and philosophy, like hiring fresh grads as well. It, it it goes in i mean I, I think that was also that this this program also laid the foundation of this methodology for um you know the the rest of the organization and uh, within this particular team we uh, we never um, you know hire people with experience and uh, you know one of the things that we take a lot of pride in uh, of course we also pay a price for it is that a lot of these guys actually get very very good jobs around the world after that so a lot of them, you know, who've served uh, or who, who've given a few very good years of their, uh, you know, the early years of their career have ended up in the Middle Eastern markets or, you know, um, you know, and, and, and that's done. That's done great for them. 
you know, and um, they're they're in good positions around the world. It's refreshing to hear you be supportive of that as well. Usually businesses are not. <laughs> no, we like to be supportive. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. We I do. hate to see you leave, but I love to see you go. That kind of <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of thing at all, to be honest. But, but it kind of makes it's sense. Very, it's yeah. a very romanticized version of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I want to ask you about uh, someone who I, I think it's we should reach out and get this person on the podcast. I'm talking about Swinery. Um, who 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 was who was behind that the swinery collaboration that you guys did and um, I, I love swinery. I just want to put that on record. Again, your marketing team is on the button. Yeah, <laughs> like they know what's fresh. Like illegal beer, fresh. Uh, swinery, super fresh. Like what was that like? Um, so um, yeah, I mean, um, it was also another very impulse uh, thought. I mean, uh, somebody really just came up with the name, and I think it was a case where somebody was just. Uh, looking at a video by swinery in the office and somebody you know my i remember it was my head of uh, business intelligence and she was like you know i think it'd be really cool to have her on that's not the person and i thought would recommend yeah, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't think so right i mean these guys but the, the, these guys need to you know kind of get a, take a break from the number crunching yeah. from from the day so we really uh, had to hunt her down and uh, you know we we found her do you uh, know she, her real she, identity? No, I do okay. not know her real identity. <laughs> she was very careful about it. Yeah, of course. You know, so even I think some of the Skype meetings, I wasn't uh, traveling at the time, so I couldn't uh, take part in them. But I think it was also them talking to the emoticon. <laughs> wow. so, I, mean, I think that would have been kind of, kind of would have been kind of awkward, you know, having a call there. <laughs> Uh, like you know who am i talking to yeah that's what i was like, wondering like she wearing a bio like is her video <laughs> off but then what about her voice that's crazy so your meetings were with like would would she change emojis like would it be the i i, I don't know actually i mean uh, th- this is something that i do need to question <laughs> yeah. my team on that's yeah. very metaverse already like before that even happened it's like who am i really you know like it's, it sounds so awkward yeah. right i mean you know yeah. talking to an emoticon like hi know, like, swinery <laughs> like <laughs> do we're doing a business deal with a cartoon with a giraffe you know? are, you, <laughs> are you serious <laughs> <laughs> no but it worked out well awesome. yeah we, we we i think we got great props great, to your great, business uh, intelligence team yeah <laughs> props to my business intelligence team the creative side of my business <laughs> intelligence team you know also uh you are you actually did something very historic uh the first time in many many years that Wasim Akram and Bukhar Yunus teamed together yeah so Wasim Akram we um, had um, you know um, for the year before as well um, you know I think a lot of people uh, especially within my own team uh, really looked up to it and we really looked up to him and we really um, you know uh, worked hard to be able to have him you know kind of be our brand ambassador and he was there for a year and um, the story there was that we actually went on to set to sign him up and um, you know someone within the marketing team very sneakily sent me a picture of um, both the guys uh, Bakar and Wasim standing together and uh, I think they were having a chat or something and I was like you know listen I don't I don't care what you do I want both of them here and I want them both to be in it together and uh, it took a lot of convincing um, and uh, you know they they agreed to it and uh, we all had a great time with the shoot you know it's done phenomenal with our numbers we've done we've grown a lot because of this and uh, yeah i mean it added another dimension to our brand identity strongest partnership since 92 then <laughs> strongest partnership 92 yeah was yeah. he what an absolute legend i remember like when we started pre-covid when he started on the mic uh we had like what we had barely 100 couple of hundred followers and we just started yeah subscribers followers both like both of them and then uh, but i remember i went to this uh, opening uh and um 
I remember just Wasim Akram was there and I had a guy with me with a camera and I was supposed to do interviews with whoever. Like we went more, more, there's a lot of fighters there and stuff. When I saw Wasim Akram, I was like, Oh man, imagine if we can get it. I was like, there's no way. But then, uh, finally we got like this close to Vaseem Bhai. And I remember Vaseem Bhai was just coming out of uh, the stage and he was just coming down. And I was like, Vaseem Bhai, Vaseem Bhai, we're a Pakistani podcast. We just started. We have no followers. Can you please do a quick interview? He looked at me like that. And he was like, Jaldi karo. <laughs> wow. And then immediately I was like, yo, let's go, buddy. He switched the camera on. I was like, oh, what the hell? I was like, Pakistani living, legend, living hero. How are you doing? He was like, oh, man. It was, just, it was like one of the craziest things. And, and that meant so much to us. And he would just go out of his way, give us like two minutes of a time. He gave us a great quote as well. Um, everything and then and then that's it like he just did that for us what a cool guy no, so even even in our case you know like uh, he did see us as a young business at the time and um, you know a very locally grown business and a young team and he was very supportive um, in the entire uh, conceptualization process as well and uh, you know the way he took us on board and you know agreed to uh, or the way he dealt with our teams in general it was, it was pretty fantastic uh, that the both of them are absolute uh, legendary sports people. Um, I've I played a round of golf with them as well, and wow. you know, like they're, oh, wow. they're, they're, they're that's epic. A flex. They're <laughs> epic. Yeah, that's a flex. That's a nice flex, though. But the, like, oh, very nice. yeah, the numbers don't matter. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Who who won the golf? Uh, one, two, three. So, so we played separately. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like they're 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 miles ahead. That's where that for me. You know, it's another world out there. <laughs> they know how to swing the ball. They know. <laughs> they, know they, they, they know. They know. How to hit the ball far as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is brilliant. But yeah, I mean, uh, wow! Like, this has been such a fun podcast. Primarily because I do want to go on record to say, like, uh, generally people aren't as down to earth or connected to what's going on when they're running such big businesses. Uh, and I just feel like talking to a regular dude. Yeah, and thank I think you. This, I am a regular dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most seriously. people at this level aren't. Like, no, seriously. I, no. I just, when you walked in, I was like, why don't you have a picture on LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> why is your profile picture empty? <laughs> I'm sure I have a picture no, on LinkedIn. No, you don't. I checked. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. I told it's you. hurting don't, my future job prospect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, dude. No, it's not weird at all. The only person who wouldn't have a picture on LinkedIn is the CEO of a company. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah like, exactly. Because they're good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. But I, I, needless to say, like this has been a really, really fun conversation. Yeah. Us. Thank you yeah. so much. I had for a great on. time as well. No, also, I, thank you for actually giving us a tip. The only person who ever did that on a podcast. Yeah, literally. How to yes. fix our light issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're inspired now. We're gonna get. Yeah, the the tip was to use a UPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we think, didn't think of. I don't it. think that counts. <laughs> or, or to get an engineering degree. In yeah, something. that that too. Even <laughs> if it's aeronautical, it works apparently. <laughs> uh, but Murabi, the last segment of the show is always the guest segment. Um, and that is a segment where whatever you might want to say, any point you want to get across, something that you feel uh, might be worth getting off your chest and just getting out into the ether. Anyone that owes you money, anyone that you might owe money, if there's a land dispute, if there's some kind of a contractual thing, if you need to call someone's ass out, basically, this is your time. Sir. You know, sadly, sadly, life, uh, my life seems to be pretty boring on that end. You know, very non-confrontational. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing really out there, um, you know. Um, I don't think anybody really owes me money. I hope not. You know, I uh, well, hope time. I don't owe anybody money. <laughs> <laughs> except the except the canteen guy at back in high school. You know, like uh, 
Yeah. yeah. So I hope he doesn't that. recognize me or remember me anymore. <laughs> you know? But I just I'm just petrified if I ever go back to school, you know, he's going to have that, you know, ledger right there. He's like, you know, this whole oh, register okay. is yours, bro. <laughs> it's going to be on today's prices. You know, settle this on today's prices now. But yeah, uh, this is your segment, Radhik. There's something um, at all that you want to get across is get to the beautiful people watching it on the mic, please. No, I mean, um, you know, um, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. People it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's tough time for a lot of people. Um, you know, work hard. Things are going to work out. You know, I'm sure things will uh, pan out. It's just going to be a rough few um, weeks and possibly months. But um, we'll 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 come around. We'll we'll get we'll get over it and um, yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, you know, so just just work hard. You know, put your head down. Put your uh, you know put the time, put the effort in. You know, be smart. That's about it. Good wishes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Uh, straightforward to the point. I think that's one of the more like primary core things that even like when we talk about sports in Pakistan, it's the same thing. Um, you know, uh, sports in Pakistan has always been in a crisis. Like yeah. Abito, the rest of the economy is seeing it now. Sports has always been like, but like that. But whenever we talk to athletes, managers, coaches, business owners around sports, the only thing they always say is same thing: keep your head down, just keep doing what you got to do. Things will figure themselves out, and I think that is a motto for all Pakistanis to do it. I mean, it seemed to have worked in my case. You yeah, know, like, you know, just uh, yeah, happened. Hard work, <laughs> consistency pays off. I just work and consistency. Yeah. Hard is uh, <laughs> kind of uh, smart work. Yeah. Smart yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. there smart you go. Yeah. For sure. Work. Yeah. Over fuzzy and closing thoughts, my friend. Uh, no. You? Yeah, I got one. I got uh, a couple of closing thoughts, actually. Number one, subscribe to the channel. Please do that. Um, what is the percentage, my friend? So 88% of you, sorry, but the Mies people don't subscribe to us. 88% <laughs> out of 100% don't subscribe. Those are criminal numbers. You might be sent to jail for those numbers. The CIA might, no, CIA? CIA. Actually, I don't take those letters on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, they, somebody might be at your door saying subscribe to On The Mic if you don't. So please do that. And hit the bell too. And hit that bell, hit that like button, leave a comment, be nice. You know what I mean? Um, and this has been the incredible story of Car First. Um, do, what does the bell do? So it gives you a notification whenever we upload. But everybody switched off notifications. Right? No, 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 you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, people still get uh, YouTube notifications for channels that they really, really, really love, like on the mic, because you love on the mic. The one they like a lot and watch a lot is Kibu Ajat. Like on the mic. Yes. Yeah. Also, do that for the Car First YouTube. Yes. yes. All yes. Of Go that. download the all app. Of, all of what they said. Yeah. Right. yeah. Link yeah. in the bio for Car First's Instagram, Car First's YouTube everything car do you have a public instagram page you want people to i have not used instagram in more than a year wow i've go. been off social media lucky lucky yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, it was draining my phone out <laughs> too fast so no, i decided to delete it yeah no that's good i do every few weeks i check on my desktop yeah you got you know, it you got it oh yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta see what's happening in the world the desktop yeah. app is so bad that yeah, so, really to use so, so you know like i wish my friends every two or three weeks you know just keep birthday hoti hai, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I remembered your birthday. <laughs> That's what Facebook is now. That's what Facebook is. Yeah. Wish people in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> Robbie, thank you so much for coming on once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching till the end. If you did, leave a comment below and we'll acknowledge you in the next podcast as always. And please uh, support Car First. Uh, go to the links again, like we said. Hopefully, you'll be seeing a lot more of us talking businesses on the mic, talking car first on the mic, the whole nine yards. And for me, I just want to say the three words I always say to end the podcast, and that is keep it tight, 
Bye-bye. And bye-bye. That's Omar's catchphrase. <laughs> I don't have a catchphrase yet. <laughs> I haven't got a yeah, catchphrase yet. Keep it tight. A smile is take it easy. And Mine's Omar bye-bye. Is bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm editing this. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>